0: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler episode number 188. Today's topic is evaluating WordPress hosting plans for your next project. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Over on the far left, Bobby, tell us all about yourself. You'll need to unmute yourself, too. There you go. Well,
1: that's good, yeah. Um, so, WordPress developer for a long time, and happy
2: to be back on the show. Hi, everyone.
3: Awesome. What about you, Chris? Uh, my name is Chris Emma. I am uh, unemployed and potentially unemployable, at least <laughs> my friend says, um, and uh, I blog over at chrislema.com. Nice. What about you, Drake? I'm Drake Berry. I'm the founder and lead engineer of Oso Studio, a WordPress development shop in Austin, Texas. Sweet.
0: John, how about you? John, tell us about yourself, sir. What's that, John? Oh, the other John.
4: Which, John? McMullen? McMullen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> All right, I'm McMullen. Um, I'm the uh, lead developer at WP.land and a uh, long time developer and WordPress developer as well.
4: Sweet. Mr. Brown, how about you? I'm John Brown. I run a, a custom WordPress development agency called Nine Seeds. I'm also, riding high off of a startup weekend event last weekend and I'm a little bit slow and tired from that, but super stoked. If you've never no done problem. stuff we can, man. go check them out. Yeah, it sounds
0: like fun. Russ, what about you?
5: Uh, what's up? My name is Russ. I run WordCamp Vegas, uh, happening in October 8th and October 9th, and I just started a new job with WebDev Studios.
0: Sweet. Congratulations.
1: We're letting you man. be out here. <laughs> wow.
0: What about you, say?
1: That's exciting. Um... I'm Say Reed. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress, love WordPress. Uh, I'm also low energy, but because I was off the grid for three and a half days walking up mountains, so that was really fun. Um, that's all I have to say. At Say Reed Media and all the things. Kisses. Mwah.
0: Steve, how about you? <laughs> I
2: am, uh, I'm Steve Zingan. I'm the founder of Zeke Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress meetup. And I'm also on the organizing committee for WordCamp Orange County, and tickets... Go on sale tomorrow at noon. Mm. Do not say you weren't warned. They sell out fast.
0: Yeah, that's gonna go fast.
1: I didn't I missed the speaker deadline. I'm so bummed. I was in the woods. It's fine.
0: Wah, wah. Wah, wah. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at JasonTucker.us and I blog over at WPmedia.pro. Alright, folks. So let's talk a little bit about this. Before we begin, I wanna I wanna just, you know, give a shout out to George for bringing this awesome topic to the table. George, oh, George isn't here. Oh, (laughs) thank you. George, Uh, George, George, he's going to have you define what web hosting is. He's, uh, (laughs) um, yep, so George is not here, so he's not able to help us out in any way, but he was the one that provided this this great topic.
1: For a meetup for for that company. Jetpack, there we go, I got it.
0: Yep. So let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, what we, what we look for in WordPress hosting um, or what, website hosting in general, and, um, you know, what things, are that, you know what, what things should people look at depending on the type of project that they're working on? Well, That's it depends. kind of the way that George... Yeah, it, it, hashtag it depends, I get it, <laughs> but, like, what, you know, what is it that people should be looking for when they're doing this? Or even looking at their project and going, hmm, my project is this, this, and this. I really need this. What do you guys think?
4: Well, I think the first metric, right, is traffic, which everybody thinks about. Yeah. Like they think, am I high traffic or low traffic? Um, and actually, in the the Advanced WordPress Facebook group, um, I posted a question a little while ago about like, what do you think is high traffic? Because we have people in that group and and that listen to the show from like all spectrums of scale of web development, right? And
2: there well, are people who like...
4: think hundreds of visits is high traffic, and others millions. <laughs>
2: And, and and there's another way to ask that question is what could my traffic be later on down the line, right? Because that can help you determine whether you need a host that can scale with you.
1: And what I always tell, like, my small business clients, I'm like, if you don't know that you're going to suddenly be on the Ellen show, some blog post that you did gets picked up by something and gets picked up by something, and then all of a sudden you have all this awesome, valuable traffic coming to your site for something that went viral, it's a dream. Um mm-hmm then your site crashes because you have a crappy web host, you didn't notify your web host, so you at least need to have a web host that you can talk to and adjust things with. It
2: it may not be a crappy web host, it just might not be the right fit for the scale that you're doing at that point in time. That is so much nicer than what
3: I said, Steve. (laughs) It's often often not a crappy web host. It's a crappy web choice when you decide to pick the 295 plan. So you have no one to blame but your cheap-ass self if you're going to spend $2 a month in hosting and then get upset when your post gets picked up by Reddit and you're like, oh, for $2 a month, it didn't really hold up. Um, I tell
1: myself that
3: all the time. Have those $2 expectations. (laughs) (laughs)
0: What wow. a <laughs> and then six minutes in.
3: Awesome. Good job, guys. <laughs> part of the dynamic is figuring out what you need and what's reasonable for what you need. And part of the dynamic is figuring out, as Steve mentioned, if you do grow, if your needs grow, if you want to add more features or you want to add more scale, is it easy to grow with the host you're on, or are you suddenly going to be in a place where that host says, oh, we need to change you to a completely different offering, a completely different set of servers, a completely different infrastructure, and now you're facing downtime. So and some of those the questions way, are really, for the migration. Yeah. really good to ask up front.
0: John, yeah. that was a good point you just said regarding the migration piece. You know, a lot of people just think, oh, they're just going to flip a switch and then, and then just have it, you know, make it happen. But if it ends up being some mom-and-pop shop where they're, you know, they're kind of uh, hosting this stuff on some other servers that they're using, um, it, it gets kind of weird because it's like, oh, they you know, they have to go to their upstream provider and say, hey, can you move this website from this host to this host or whatever. I mean, there's all sorts of issues that could arise it's, from that.
4: And it's That's a really interesting point. I've always been a fan of, in, in most of my things, like boutique craftsman type stuff excites me. In hosting, I like the big players. I trust the big players for the most part, like, they're the ones that I always recommend and when I hear some mom and pop hosting shop or some guy who's running like, you know, a reseller VPS of something, those guys scare me because I know that I know from experience that when the shit hits the fan, the big hosts at least have the tech support resources to be there and to help with it. Whereas the little mom and pop shop may or may not.
1: Let's be honest, though. The little mom and pop shop is just reselling. Like they're not actually hosting their own infrastructure. I've, I've, like, there's not even any little mom and pop, you know, hosting shops left that do have that infrastructure that I've seen anywhere over the past, you know, two to three years. There used to be some. I used to work with um, some, but they're they've gotten sold and they've gotten bought, and now they're all just reselling, which is stupid. Cut out the middleman. Go straight to the source.
3: Well, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of people that do reselling, and you don't, and and sometimes customers don't realize it, right? So you work with a developer. The developer says, "Oh, I can also set you up on hosting, and here's my here's my plan." And it sometimes it just makes sense to ask the question. So is this you hosting my site? Is it your servers? Is it someone else's servers? Are you you know what happens if? And and start working because the last thing you want is. Yeah, great. Your developer is also your host and, they're, and you're paying them 50 bucks a month or 20 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month, whatever they choose, but then when something breaks, they're the first person who says, oh, well, it's not me. It's them and you have to go deal with them and they're the ones that are having problems and all you get is finger pointing, right? So that's where I think what John's saying is finger really right point,
4: on. Like, up? Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> well, And not <laughs> only that, but they don't have the infrastructure of like 24-7 support. Right. Which, which that's, I, I'm that's into supports the other big part of hosting, right? Absolutely. I think that's the,
1: the main plank of hosting, in fact. Hosting is the right. one thing you need that 24 7 support for.
4: Years ago, I had built a site for a little local nonprofit, and it was on Bluehost, and it got handed over to another developer, and he really wanted to move it to GoDaddy, and his primary re- reason was he wanted phone support. Like, phone support was super important to this other developer. And then, ironically, like a month after moving to GoDaddy, um, he was calling me because he couldn't figure out stuff with GoDaddy. He wanted
1: phone support, like... John. <laughs> he told you he was up to front but, and clear. You didn't realize he really he wanted phone support. From but you.
4: at least in my book, and and by the way, those are both great hosts, in my opinion. Um, yeah. They're all good. Um,
1: GoDaddy's a great host. Did you just say I, that
4: out loud? I did. Like I wouldn't have said that three years ago, but I do these days.
1: Yeah. Have you ever uh, actually called their support?
4: Oh, I don't think their phone support's good. I, I wouldn't... Their phone
1: support ones. is sales. Yeah.
4: just so yeah. you, you know. ever actually. So everyone knows that there, let's, the solution let's, let's, to GoDaddy's problem wait, is so not... So how would you evaluate your WordPress hosting right. for let's, your okay. project? Because one <laughs> of the things that consumers need to think about is what are the support channels, and what are the hours and availability of support channels. I will yes. take ticket-based mm-hmm. and... Like, my favorite is chat-based. Like, WP Engine just moved to a 100%, 24-7, chat-based mm-hmm. model. And it freaks some people out. I love it. It's the best fit for me. Great. Yeah, it's really so easy. I don't have to whole sit uh,
1: SiteGround also has chat support. I think it's the most most handy thing. Plus, you have a transcript, so you can go back. You don't have to remember what everyone said. You know, you can see what you're saying. You can take your time, articulate your responses.
2: It's great. But let's yeah. let's be clear. Let's let's be clear. And I've all I've said this a lot on the water cooler, right? Support is what sets apart a good host from a great host, right? And and just because you get twenty-four-seven support or chat support or phone support doesn't mean you're getting good support. Right?
3: Well, well I. I, I, go, and Daddy, I and when I say good support, I
2: mean I mean knowledgeable support. Right? So so you need you need a, a host that you can actually get on the get on the chat with, get a support agent that actually knows what they're doing, that can go fix your problem. Just having somebody call that doesn't know how to fix your problem is pointless.
1: Excellent point. You are pointful.
2: Thank you. <laughs> you're
3: this is something, I actually, this is something today I actually have some experience with. <laughs> one, of the
1: things,
3: one of the things that when you're talking about starting a new project, one of the things that I, I strongly advise, especially the folks I work with, um, is being very clear up front whether you're going to need support for... Uh, e-commerce or membership sites, because you are dramatically changing the profile of your website, and most people don't get that because they think, oh, I just want to add this button, or I just want to add this little shopping cart, I just want to add something that is a little different. But what you have to understand is, in every other case, when you're just a, a plain brochureware site or blog, almost all of that content can be cached, which means it can be stored on servers where there's no need to hit the database where performance can be mitigated and where you can get a lot of traffic and not use a lot of server resources but the moment you shift to a membership site or an e-commerce site you're changing the needs and the profile of your website and the moment you do that you need something different and just because you want to add a little bit of e-commerce or you want to add a little bit of membership suddenly that's gonna change whether or not the host you're with actually can do what you want it to do. And so better than doing that at the end or doing it the last minute or doing it the night before, it's better to start at the beginning and ask, what are you needing? Where are you going? Because that may dictate... How we pick the right host for you.
1: For the record, not asking the host that because if you ask the host that, they will tell you that they can do any of the things that you are asking about.
4: (laughs) Oh yeah, you You can do all and all of our packages are unlimited (laughs) and yeah, right.
1: Everything we have all your needs and also you need the business plan.
4: Yeah, (laughs) and then (laughs) we'll to you. The
0: the other one is dealing with forums. Uh, Forums are. I know Chris was talking about membership sites, but forums is even a totally different beast altogether in that because that's data that's going to be changed non-stop. That's like looking at your comment section on your website and all that's happening is just comments in there and having to deal with caching and and CDN and all that fun stuff happens with that you're like oh it'd be great if i just made it so all my users can upload images and now all your users are uploading images and you need some type of you know CDN for that or whatever i it don't think anyone should wrong.
1: ever say that actually <laughs> it, i but, think that's probably a really bad thing to well, say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all my users can upload images it's, so one
5: have of, fun, it, it. It. it's one of those things that we see with woocommerce all the time like especially when people update versions like They'll just release some documentation, and it's up to you to go out and, like, find that and to search, like, what they have added or how to incorporate to the new version. It's one of those things where you need to be very specific and aware of what you are trying to do to accomplish this task.
2: But say, you said that nobody should say that about, uh, I'll just turn on the ability to upload images. It's inside of Gravity Forms, right? If you put in Gravity Forms, you can you can set it so, I want user-generated content, and I want users to be able to upload images and create posts. Steve,
1: right? just because one can do a thing does not mean one I, should I'm do a with, thing. I'm with you, but not
0: everybody has one You're, of us on I'm their thing. i you to Steve? <laughs> I recommend I recommend doing it on a on political <laughs> website. Political websites <laughs> are the best to put those images and turn those on. Those are the best. <laughs> and do don't it. put any type of size restrictions and no or no moderation. <laughs> <laughs> and no moderation.
1: It just all comments automatically approved. <laughs> I think Did what you, you should take from this is to not host a forum. Do not <sighs> host a forum. Just don't. I've had clients that come to me, I'm like, is this a central part of your business plan? They're like, no. I was like, good, because we're not doing it.
4: Yeah. You're, yeah, who's,
1: not, you're, you're not ready. I promise you, you're not ready.
4: Who's, who's ever met a new client and, ha- and had a look at their site and be like, so wait, why did you install WooCommerce and BuddyPress and BBPress? I,
1: oh, my God.
4: Because oh, I want I, all the things. I just thought I, it would be helpful. Nobody's ever used
0: them. <laughs> but don't worry, I did it on a multi-site, so it'll be okay.
1: <laughs> they <laughs> no just want, want it to, to much be much. like Facebook, John. They just want to make Facebook. It's easy. Just turn on
4: <laughs> the things. My website has all of the things. Nobody uses them, but it has
3: all of the things.
4: I
1: did you, um an empty did You notice like, the that like,
3: org created an, an update to their hosting page? Yeah. Yeah. I
1: noticed. Did you notice? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um ta- oh, talking about John um, Brown
5: uh, the other the other day we had a client with BB Press and They upgraded the version, and something happened where we weren't seeing the post types in the menu bar, so we had to go through and, like, uh, use the repair tool. And because we updated WordPress and they didn't say, yes, update the database, we had a hard time upgrading them to the newest version of BBPress. It's one of those things where they weren't aware of how to update, and the host is just caching everything without any kind of help. BB Press is a big plugin that you need to be aware of what you're doing when you're doing it.
1: BB Press has a lot of moving parts. Whenever you get a plugin like that or any sort of site that becomes Your face more complicated. Has a lot of parts. I know. Um, the, just because as soon as you get a site that has a lot of moving parts, thank you, Steve. Like um, e-commerce or whatever when it becomes more than just pages and posts at that point your site becomes something you really need to map out and you really need to be clear on what is going to be happening and where those gears are because if you're not aware of that then when you're trying to grow that or scale that you are just, it's just going to all crumble so it's really important to as soon as well even with a just simple site you should have a nice mapped out site too but say you have Reed, to have one when you go past that
5: Say Reed and I at work. Camp Reno 2013 we actually talked about <laughs> building building your site is like building a house and like prepping it on a wall or writing it down before you build it. Um, I always prep my houses on walls. I do too. That uh, is what I <laughs>
1: um, The other thing that I think is actually really important hosting wise, I've actually had a lot of clients with this issue lately, is uh, the bots. The bots are out there and the bots will eat up your data allotment. Have you guys have been having this problem? Yeah, I've I've no. been having this problem yeah. with a lot of different sites um, no. that weren't necessarily you know they didn't have a robots.txt file or whatever they weren't like fully like you know guarded. A couple a couple like the drawbridge was down, um, and uh, so they got basically just bought, not infested nothing was attacked they're just making tons of requests pull 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 you know, and uh, it over it tapped out the data allotment on. A couple sites, a couple clients' sites, actually. So um, that was pretty interesting.
3: Data allotment?
1: Data, um, what's it called? Yeah, data Bain transfer. Data, data transfer. Thank you.
3: So those bots were consuming. Uh, mass they were making.
1: Of yeah, they were like pulling, and so they were all really excited at first. They're like, oh, you have tons of traffic, and I was like, mm, don't think that's what happened. And they're like, just kidding, it was bots. So that was fun. Yeah, there, been, there have been yeah. a few Good. denial of
0: service attacks going going that way just because of the fact that there was no robots.txt file set up correctly.
1: Yeah, you really, regardless of, you know, what you've got going on, you need to have that happening because you, what you really don't want is things that are external to your actual business plan, which is, I think, what my point was here, um, that, you know, you maybe you have to deal with people, but there are also other things on the Internet that might be coming to your website's front door that you need to be able to deal with or your host needs to be able to deal with. Another thing you need to think about is, like for that matter, backups yes. that's, yeah. that, and, and and automatic updates. Those are important things that can happen on a lot of hosts, but in some hosts, you have to enable them. And also, you don't know if that is the full backup or a partial backup. So being well, clear on what backup means to your host is very important. And when the ability, and the ability to point.
2: disable the automatic
4: updates. Yeah. Is yeah, important. yeah. And I think maybe one of the, not the backups. The like a lot of cPanel hosts, um, which is a, a dashboard for managing hosting, the <laughs> um, shared hosting yeah. stuff, use, um, which yeah. I used to totally love, by the way. But <laughs> you don't love
1: cPanel? I love cPanel no, still. All yeah. love of
4: cPanel. It might be not, um, so behind the times? But, like the backup service on that is often limited to file count, and it just stops working. You mm-hmm. hit fifty thousand files, which people think I'm never going to hit fifty thousand files. Well, then you have WordPress uploading the media uploader and generating 10 copies of every single image. Because we have an all-disabled image uploads, like say. Um, And (laughs) so you can really easily, on a single WordPress site, have tens of thousands, fifties, 100,000 files. And then these hosts have unlimited hosts, right, or unlimited hosting. So people will put five WordPress sites on one of these shared hosts, and they perform horribly. But the
3: backup fails, and it fails usually silently. Like
1: Spectacularly.
3: The worst, yeah. part, the worst part of host-driven backups when the host sucks is that they back up one day and they override it every single day. And They're I'm so not,
1: painful.
3: I'm not calling anyone out, Rackspace, but I'm just saying that <laughs> if you're going to just back up one day <clears throat> and <then> override <throat> it the next day and your poor client doesn't discover for three days that something's gone bad... It's completely useless. There's well, no and, and point there's, in that backup. It's there, like there, literally there,
1: like a false a false net underneath you. You're like, there's a net, just kidding, it was a hologram.
3: There is actually
2: a key part of backups that um, that you should keep in mind is that you can actually restore from the backup. That's important as yeah. well. It's right. not backing up as one restore Restoring is really the important part of the backup. <laughs> the, the, really backup the backup, the backup, backup is, the is included for free. Anybody can backup files. <laughs> Make sure you can restore. <laughs>
1: And, and actually, I'm really bummed that uh, George wasn't here because I wanted to talk about VaultPress a little bit and uh, ask him about if it's responsible for some of my server drag, but
2: that's okay. So the, uh, one of the other things uh, one, of the other, uh, one of the other factors that I want to mention in evaluating hosts is caching, right? Is, and we, we touched on it a little bit, but everybody does caching a little bit differently. And some people I don't do it, bribe some people, people, people don't. Steve.
1: You shouldn't have to bribe your host...
2: Not C A S H
5: I N G. Oh,
1: oh, right, right, right. right.
2: He's
5: using a mob host, is what it is. I did.
1: I, did, I really did. It's just... Go ahead. Uh,
4: wow. Well, that's, <laughs> that's all. You weren't done so, with your point. Cash I No, that was it for caching. You Cash.
1: That was it. So another.
4: Yeah,
0: Bobby.
1: <laughs> go ahead, Bobby. I think another really I think another really important part of really good hosting is having that not just having the restore points but also having a really great like staging area that's easy to, to spin up and to blow away and then make live once all of your changes are ready to go it's great to hand that out to you know designers and other developers as you're going along because it doesn't ever mess up with your site and I absolutely love that um, Something else I think is really important is finding out what your hosting plan, what kind of plugins that your host is actually going to allow you to use. I'm over on WPE. There are some plugins they don't allow to be used on their servers ever. Um, so, so, and so
2: you don't you don't need Hello Dolly. <laughs>
1: Nobody needs Hello Dolly.
2: So at, at
5: WordCamp... At WordCamp Vegas last year we actually had GoDaddy and WP Engine in the room and we had an open discussion and that was one of the conversations that we got going was why don't you guys allow these kind of plugins and we allowed everybody to hear why GoDaddy restricts that and why WP Engine restricts those and it's because they're doing that for you you don't need to have a separate alternative software running that service they are doing it for you so and, I like, and, but and then, and you also you for on, the yeah, for, on the caching layer.
2: Yeah, on the caching layer, they won't allow any caching plugins yeah. because right. they have their own caching layer. Yeah. Yep. I
1: yeah. think I think we should really go back to that staging site thing because this is something that's actually becoming more more prevalent, thankfully, so that people aren't working on their production sites. Obviously, WP Engine is was kind of like one of the main um, trailblazers with that. They were one of the first ones that had like the whole staging site environment. Uh, built in with their hosts but now it's becoming much more prevalent SiteGround has a staging site you could do like it
0: on I didn't say yeah. I liked it I said okay. they have it okay.
1: they have it, <laughs> they have it. <laughs>
5: so does Flywheel, so does Pantheon uh, yeah. I really like Pantheon's uh, system where content can only go down and code can only go up and they have Pantheon uh, <laughs> Pantheon actually has a dev, a test and then a local so it's actually really cool it's yes. nice. one of
4: the, the things that frustrates me on WP Engine. Just we love them, we really do. But the 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 production and staging only actually causes us some problems because we have enough clients that need a staging site that we're always running a separate dev instance these days. So we need the ability to have dev, staging, and
3: live is, is really a nice thing to have three and tiers. You, yeah.
1: yeah, for sure. If you
3: talk to them, I think there's some ways to make that a little easier. You, you may want to chat On with WP me. Engine. Yeah,
4: one of the sport guys pointed out that they have this cloning tool, and you can actually clone yep. anywhere. Like, yep. I, yeah, we so know just, you could just clone to your staging, but it's like, no, you can just clone an existing site to another... Yeah, so there's, 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 some, there's some
3: cool stuff there to check yeah. out, but I think the one, the one thing that uh, caps a lot of what we've just been describing over the last few minutes, whether you're talking mm-hmm. about Pantheon, or you're talking about WP Engine, or you're talking about uh, SiteGround, or uh, who yeah, else... Uh, Right, um, there's there's a there's a whole bunch of players that have stepped into a realm now that's called uh, managed hosting, and that is dramatically different than shared uh, or than a VPS uh, or any other kind of like cloud infrastructure that you rent and then you can do anything you want on it. Um, if you are in DevOps and you know what that means because you're in it then you can do whatever you want. But if it's you like, don't even it, know what DevOps... You can do whatever you want. If you don't know what DevOps is, right, there's probably a good reason for you not to be that. And so um, managed WordPress hosting is where you get the backups and you get some additional security and you get staging and you get someone who's paying attention and caring and you get a full team of support. Um, and that's paying, that's where it becomes paying attention
1: really and caring is something that is really important in a host.
3: <laughs> it's 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 a lot more helpful if you're working with a host that has a managed offering.
1: John yeah. was McMullen wasn't paying attention. Or caring. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs>
3: Continue. I um Sorry. one of the
2: uh, one of the other things that I look for uh, in a host because I'm a developer is Git access.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Not all hosts offer it.
0: Always
1: looking to get access.
2: No, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) G-I-T.
3: And also with developer, um, access would be, I know one of the things that we've run into recently on a couple of hosts has been what PHP modules they actually have have enabled. Um, That was something we ran into with WP Engine they've got a couple of things that were enabled on another client's host and then it wasn't whenever we moved them over and so things started breaking And um, so if you have a module that you know you have to use uh, making sure that whatever host you're looking at uh, will actually support that and that's on yeah. the developer side on the end user side you may want to look at do you need email support and, and by email support I don't mean you being able to send email to them I mean does this host provide you with email accounts? Mm-hmm. Site SiteGround does, GoDaddy does. There's a handful that do, but there's Ooh, others. That, there's others that don't, right? And if and if you want that whole keep it all together and my email is connected and I don't want to have to configure other you know MX records and pointers whatever, you may want to pick a host that actually supports uh, your you know having email accounts with them. But ultimately, that's. That's
2: not a good idea. Um, um, I, I, yeah. I, I appreciate what you're saying. It's not a good idea for when you want to move hosts, right? You want email hosted on a separate email-only hosting uh, type of situation, like 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 Gmail, right? Or Depends Google on apps, how, how, because, how your how structure
1: is though.
3: Because it's a it's a really it's a real pain in the ass to move email. It
2: is. I totally definitely. A, pain.
3: But but I know a tremendous amount of non-technical small mm-hmm. businesses who. Are unlikely to start moving their things around, but what they do want is one single phone place to call when all the things go down, right? And so you get someone with SiteGround where there's a phone call or GoDaddy where there's you can actually make a phone call and you can deal with your email and your uh, DNS configuration and your hosting all in one. That's not what de- that's not that's not where we punt, right? Because we'll go best of breed, separate it all out, integrate it, and be happy. But there are some people who are in a place where they're just like. I just want a phone number to call and have everything taken care of.
1: Well, and sometimes if you have your, if you're a an end user and you try to follow the lovely advice that Steve just gave, and for example, you have your domain split up and you got your MX over here or whatever your name over here, you can have issues where I've had this with clients. They've called GoDaddy and GoDaddy's like, oh, well your host is just pointed wrong. That's why your email's not right. And they put it all back and they like literally will change the DNS. Because they're like, oh, we'll just host it here and whatever. And then it, and then it's all hell breaks loose. So I've had that. And that is one of the reasons BT devs, I'm not a big fan of GoDaddy support at right. all. Because they will actively make changes to your back end that are not related to what your plan is. And as the end user, you don't always know what that is. You know, but someone set you someone up that way, but they didn't let you know. To your
4: backend, so. I mean, what? they could make good changes to your back end.
5: Yeah.
1: Oh, on that I think end any changes. Look at the
4: time. Look at the time.
1: Oh, oh. The
2: time. oh. oh my. I don't I even know. have a watch on. I think
5: the things we talked about was actually checking with wh- whoever you're going to decide to host with and see what their uptime looks like and to see their status. There's many That's websites awful, out there that yeah. can keep their status. But, I mean, like, there's a few hosts that keep going down right now. I don't. Honestly, yeah, I
4: think uptime it. of the vast majority of hosts is pretty good, and that uptime not necessarily the best indicator. It's not going to be 100%. No, none of it's going to be 100%. It's just host a set and a little bit of downtime. It doesn't
1: mean How
0: anything. Are, today, nope. Jason? All righty. I'm closing up shop here, so make sure you go over to our website at WPWaterCore.com <laughs> and click on the links there to subscribe. You can also find us over at WWaterCore.com slash WPBlab. We do that show on
4: Thursdays, and that's about it, folks. You have a good rest of your day. Bye-bye.